What's up, church? Uh, man, I know uh, I feel like everybody kind of having a rough week here lately. And I know this year has been rough in general. Um, but a common theme I've been seeing is people feeling exhausted, overwhelmed, trained. And, you know, I love y'all. And so I, I want to be able to encourage you and to help, you know, uplift you in that. And so I've been praying to God, like, okay, so, you know, give me something to encourage them with and something that hopefully will uplift them out of this mess. And I feel like he gave me a word. Um, so before I jump into all that, let me let me just pray that we would all be receptive of it. And, uh, man, that God would just do a work in exactly what is going on in each one of our situations right now. Amen. Let me pray for us. Jesus, man. I'm just so grateful that in all that we endure, um, we could go back to the Word, and it could be a compass for our life. It could be an anchor uh, for the storms. Um, it could be a weapon to cut through um, things that are not true. Um, there's so many uses, and so I just pray that, uh, man, just as we gather on here, uh, that you would give us fresh eyes, that you would give us an open heart, um, that you would pour, oh man, just all the giftings of, of you within us. And uh, that we would be receptive of it. and That we would, you know, get off of this encouraged and, and just ready for the things that are ahead. Um, whether it's in our day, whether it's in this weekend or the weeks ahead. Uh, man, that we would just be ready and uh, we wouldn't be overwhelmed by it. Uh, and even when we would be tired. Uh, we would still be praising and rejoicing. Um, and you would still be being glorified. And so, um, Holy Spirit, man, just fill us uh, with great sight. And allow us, uh, man, to soak all this up. So we just love you and pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen. Alright. So the word God gave me was no give. Okay. No give. And... What I mean by that, I think when we think of give, right, it's like to hand somebody something. Uh, but the other meaning of give is like to yield to something, whether it's, you know, an influence or a force, you're, you're compromising something. And so to have no give, it's like you can't be moved, okay? You can't be shaken. You can't be compromised. And I feel like God was telling me, look, man, I know we're all under different things, Um but you have faith in me. And if you have me, then you have the ability to have no give in your life. No matter what you're going through. No matter what you're facing. And he, so he was like, hey, tell my children this. And so I was like, okay, church. I got to let you know. No matter what you're going through. In Jesus, we have the ability to have no give. That we're not going to compromise. We're not going to uh, be shaken by these things. We're going to press through. We're going to press in. And we're going to see God move. Amen. And so with that, uh, the verse that really has been on my heart all this week has been Hebrews chapter 10, uh, verses 36 and 37. Uh, it's, it's a verse that I've been praying for several people um, that are going through different situations. And it's one that God was really like, man, this right here should be an anchor for your life, for your faith. And he was like, everybody needs to be, have this written on their heart. And so I was like, okay, say that's enough, right? If this is what we need to build on, let me make sure I share it. And so that verse says this, Patient endurance is what you need now, 
so that you will continue to do God's will. Then you will receive all that he's promised, for just in a little while the coming one will come and not delay. Patience and endurance is what you need now, Woo! so that it will continue to do God's will. Then you receive all that he has promised, for just in a little while the coming one will come and not delay. So just from that verse, there are a couple things that jump out of things that uh, we need to know. Okay, a couple of takeaways just off the back. So there's three things that we're going to be focusing on um, in this. And the first one is what we need to know. Okay, it's something that we need. So it's a need that we have. Second thing was something we should be doing, what we need to be doing. And the third thing is um, what is to come. So what we need what we should be doing, what is to come. That's going to be the focus, and it's going to be all from that one verse right there. And so the first thing, what do we need? Well, first thing it said, right, was patience, endurance is what you need now. Patient endurance. And if you look through the Bible, you actually see patient endurance pop up several times uh, when it's talking about trials and difficulties and hardships that people are going through, uh, which is something I didn't realize until... I was sitting down going through this, and I was like, hmm, because those are two things, right? Patience, endurance, like we think about them, but I don't think we think about them in the context of them being combined and them being almost like one, like they go hand in hand. Uh, they're almost like two things that at times it feels like, man, I can't even grasp one of them. Like, I don't know how I'm going to get both of them. Uh, but if you have both of them, no matter the crazy things that you're going through in life, no matter how raging the seas of life are, uh, Man, they calm everything down. Okay, if you have those two things, patience, endurance. And so I'm like, shoot, that's something I need more of. I'm sure you need more of. How do we get it? Like, where does this come from? Well, this this is going to be all scripture filled today, okay? Um, there's a reason to it too. But the first scripture I want to go to is 2 Thessalonians chapter 3, verse 5. Um, it says this, May the Lord lead your hearts into a full understanding of, an expression of the Lord of God, of the love of God, and the patient endurance that comes from Christ. Okay? So we just talked about, right, patient endurance. Well, where does it come from? How do we get it? Well, that verse right there just says we get it from Jesus, right? You're like, okay, so I get it from Jesus. How do I get it from Jesus? Right? Ain't that the next answer? Like, how? Well, we got to think about it. You got to spend time with Jesus, right? If you're going to receive this. And so as we spend time in the word of God, as we spend time in prayer and worship, and even in the trials as we're spending time with God, right? We're spending time with the Holy Spirit. Man, it's going to start to unlock our understanding of it, but also the ability to express it and to apply it for what we're going through in our situations. Pray that makes sense, okay? So let's take a look at James chapter 5, verses 10 and 11. He talks about this. He says, for example... For examples of patience and suffering, dear brothers and sisters, look at the prophet who spoke in the name of the Lord. We give great honor to those who endure under suffering. For instance, you know about Job, a man of great endurance. You can see how the Lord was kind to him at the end, for the Lord is full of tenderness and mercy. Okay, patient endurance. So where can I find it? Well, he just said right there that you can actually look back through the Word of God and you see examples of, of people that have gone through it and how they actually 
took this, right, this need that they had, and they were able to find an understanding of it and able to apply it in their life. And so Job is a great example. Job went through some terrible things. And so some things that oftentimes we could be like, I have no clue how he was able to make it halfway to what he did. Uh, well, patient endurance played a great role in it. And that's something that I, I never thought about. I'm probably sure you never did either. Um, but you think about everybody, right? Everybody went through hardships and trials in the Bible. And it took patience and endurance to be able to live it out and see it through. So let's continue on. Uh, Paul talks about it in Romans chapter 5, verses 3 and 4. He says, We can rejoice too when we run into problems and trials, for we know that they will help us develop endurance. And endurance develops strength of character, and character strengthens our confident hope of salvation. So patient endurance is developed in trials. So I know we could be going through it and be like, man, this is sucks, this is horrible. But it's actually an opportunity to have these things that we're struggling, that we actually need, be developed. Man, that just shows how God good is, right? That He's willing to develop things exactly what we need in the moments that we need. Woo! And I don't know, in a message a couple weeks back, I had talked about, I gave an example at Grace Church about being in traffic and how you people keep cutting you off and they're trying your patience. And so you pray for patience and it gets even worse. Well, man, that's God, man. He's just trying to develop us in these things that we're going through so we can have what we need to get through them. Pray that makes sense. All right. So that's the first thing. Now we know what we need. Patience, endurance. And if we have patience, endurance, then guess what, church? There's no give. There's no give. There's no compromise. There's no yielding to the enemy. There's no yielding to our feelings, to our emotions. Uh, there's no yielding to our circumstances because we can stand boldly on God's word. We can stand boldly doing God's will. We can stand boldly receiving all God has promised. And that is such good news. So here's the second thing. All right, we know what we need. So now what do we need to do? What do we need to do? It's this right here. Continue to do God's will. You read it. You read it when we first read that chat, that uh, verse in, in Hebrews. Continue to do God's will. So you're like, okay, cool. That sounds cool. How do I do God's will? What does that look like for me? Well, I think we all understand that there are going to be times that God tells us very specific things um, that are his will for us. And, of course, we want to act on that. We want to follow through. We want to obey that, right? Um, but there's also... Um, different things that apply to all of us that are actually God's will for us. And it, it's important to understand it and know that um, so you can always stay in his will. That makes sense? Hope so. First one is this. First Thessalonians chapter 5 verse 18 says, Be thankful in all circumstances, catch this, for this is God's will for you who belong to Christ Jesus. So we're called to be thankful. It's part of God's will. And I know, I know a lot of times you could be going through something and you could lose sight of all the things God is blessing with you with. Um, but like they say, you got to stop and smell the roses. Sometimes you got to slow down. Sometimes you got to pause. You got to look around and say, dang, you know what? Man, God is still being good to me. There's still fruit in this season. Even though it feels rough, even though it, it's going bad, man, God has still been providing everything that I could have asked for. And every step of the way, he's been showing me his love. And because and, it's true. Right, we could stop right now. We could look around, man. I got lights on, I got food, I got this, I got that. So much to be thankful for. Let's never lose sight of that, and let's always be thankful in every circumstance because we just like we said, that's part of God's will for us. Amen. Here's another thing 
First Thessalonians chapter 4, verse 3 says, God's will for you is to be holy. So stay away from all sexual sin. To be holy. I think when we hear the word holy, we're like, man, hold up. I can't be holy. Like, that's a Jesus thing. That's way beyond my ability. And just check this out. It is. Okay, it is beyond our ability. Our flesh is weak, right? But the Spirit is willing. Um, our actions matter, though. So we shouldn't be abusing the grace of God um, just because we know that He's willing to forgive us if we repent, right? We don't want to be like that. We want to be putting in the effort to live as holy and as godly as we can, the best that we can. And so what, is, what does that mean? How does that look like for us? Well, the more you read the Word of God, you get an understanding of things that you need to be obedient to, right? So obey them. It's that simple, okay? You get an understanding of things that you need to avoid, like that verse said, things you should stay away. That verse said, stay away from sexual sins. So you get an understanding, okay, God's pointing me out things I need to obey, things I need to be avoiding, things I need to be watching out for. That's how you live holy. That's how you stay doing God's will. Amen? And so, and uh, not only that, but when the Holy Spirit prompts you to do things, you don't want to be ignoring it. You want to be obeying it in the, in the moment that He tells you. Uh, that's part of continuing to be in God's will. And so, church, that's something I know it's not easy for any of us. It's not saying that we're going to get it right every time, but it's something that we should be putting an effort in. Uh, doesn't mean we're going for perfection. We're going for progression. We're trying to achieve excellence, right? We want to be doing everything at a great uh, a great standard and never lowering the bar. We're never putting it down because when we continue to do God's will, there's no compromise, right? All right. Check this out. Verses uh, 12 to in Romans chapter 12 to in Romans says, Do not copy the behavior and the customs of the world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Check this out. It says, Then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good, pleasing, and perfect. Okay? So when you stop focusing on the world and the things and you're trying to copy that, when you focus on God, okay, some things are going to happen. And what did it say? That your mind's going to start being renewed. And when your mind gets renewed, you're going to be able to have a, a, a revelation of God's will for you. And sometimes it can be very specific things. Sometimes it can be like, hey, you need to quit talking to that person. Hey, you need to put that down and leave that alone. It's becoming too important to you in your life. It's becoming an idol in your life. Like God will break down some specific things to tell you through the Holy Spirit if you're really focusing on Him. Just like that word saying, and if you're really allowing him to transform your mind <coughs> and transform your actions, okay, doesn't mean it will always make sense. Because you know, sometimes God tells us to do some things, be like, uh, I don't, I don't understand this, I don't see the picture in this, um, but it always has purpose. And so, when we continue to do God's will, there's no give, can be compromise. Just like I said earlier. We know that we need patient endurance. So when we have those things, we can't be compromised. I'm over here struggling with that. Uh, you know, it's late at night for me. All right. So we know what we need. We know what to do. Now I want us to focus on what's to come. Okay, what's to come? That verse in Hebrews chapter 10, 36 says that he will give us all that he promised. James talked about it in chapter 1. Verse 2, he said, God blesses those who patiently endure testing. Remember we talked about that? Patiently endure testing and temptation. Afterward, they will receive the crown of life that God has promised to them 
God had promised to those who love him. They'll receive the crown of life. So you're probably like, uh, what is that? What is the crown of life? Well, it's it's kind of twofold. For one, it means, check this out. In heaven, you're going to be living up. You're getting the crown of life, right? But also, when you think about earthly and, and crowning somebody, it was a sign of you know them being victorious. It's a sign of triumph. It's a sign of glory. So God's saying, look, not only in the afterlife are you going to be victorious, but even in this life, even after the trials and the hardships that you're going through, uh, like the word of God says, I'm going to hold up your hand victoriously. So you're going to receive the crown of life. That's a good promise, right? I want to receive that. I'll pray that you do too. And then it continues to go on. Uh, Hebrews chapter 6 says this in verse 18. So God gives both his promise and his oath. These two things are unchangeable because it is impossible for God to lie. Therefore, we who have fled to him for refuge can have great confidence as we hold on to the hope that lies before us. Oof. Man, I, I love that verse. His promise, his oath, two things that are unchangeable, that are unwaverable. It's something that is binding, right? It's something that uh, is always going to be in the waiting for us. Church, that's good news. Those are things to be reminded when we're going through this. Okay, man, I know this is hard, but God promised me we was to come. And as long as I continue to do His will, as long as I continue to receive patience and endurance, man, I'm going to see those things come into my life. That's good news, church. Let's check out another another uh, scripture. Hebrews chapter 10, verse 23 says, Let's hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering, for he who promised is faithful. Okay, that's the New King James Version. But he who promises faithful. And I love that, right? Because we talk about promises, the promises that he has to come to us. Because uh, what he says is true. So he means what he says. He's a word. He's a man of his word, so to say, right? He's loyal. He's reliable. He's constant. He does what he says. And that's important because when we're reclaiming the word of God, especially in our life, in our situation, uh, what we're really saying is, look, I'm speaking uh, the truth into reality, okay? Even though I haven't seen these things take place, I'm believing that they're in the making and that the reality is to come. Okay, does that make sense? Uh, I was at class this past weekend, and that's what we're talking about when Jesus was always going and proclaiming uh, the kingdom of God is near. As he was telling them, like, look, man, this is already a reality for you. And then when he told the disciples to go out and do the same thing, and especially when he's telling us, he's like, look, man, when you proclaim these things over yourself, over your life, uh, what you're doing is you're speaking a reality. Uh, but it, it, you got to have a belief. You got to have faith in it. Amen. And so, so know that, church, man. That he has promises that are to come for you. Um, so I know that was a lot of different scriptures, especially uh, for each one of those things. Um, but the reason that you know God really prompted me to, to really pick and choose instead of just focusing on one section of scripture um, was because he wanted me to show you that every time you take any scripture in the Bible, there's always going to be something that links it back to a different scripture. Think about like a, a prosecutor or a detective, right? They're trying to build a case to, to prove what um, is true, what truly happened. So they collect all the information, all the evidence, everything that links back together. Well, God does the same thing, except his thing can be very, you know, verified, checked and, and all those things fact checked. And uh, it can be relinked. It can be accounted for because uh, he wants you to know that what he says is true. Amen. That's a, that's a good thing to know. Um 
that we have the ability and the situations that we currently go through to not be compromised. Uh, because in Jesus, uh, there's no give. Amen. In Jesus, we have the ability to not let our fears, our hearts, our situations um, overtake us. But we can actually stand boldly uh, with patience, with endurance, um, continuing to do God's will, um, knowing that the promises that are spoken over us, the promises that he speaks to us are getting ready to be showered over us. Oh, man, that is, that is such good, such, such good news. Um, I know when we first decided... Uh, to leave the, the other church that we were a part of. That was not an easy decision. Um, that's one that was months in the making. That was one that was I was wrestling with for a long time. And I would talk to Desiree about it. And she was like, man, you just got to trust God and keep pressing in. And it felt like, man, the more we pressed in, the harder things were getting. And I was like, man, God, like, it doesn't make sense. Like, I know you're telling me to do this. So why is all this extra stuff happening? And then before you know it, I was no longer at the church, and it turned out in a way that I didn't expect, um, but in, actually in a way that was needed, because what I realized was that God was developing me, right? He was giving me this patience and this endurance that I was going to need for the journey that He was leading me on. Um, but in the time, I didn't understand it. All I knew was, okay, I got to continue to be obedient to what He's telling me, and whatever that looks like. I got to stay in His will. I got to continue to do His will. See, I never even realized that I was actually... That this verse was actually, you know, speaking life to exactly everything that was going on in our situation. Because, man, we had cars getting totaled. We had kids getting, you know, surgeries and having to stay in the hospital. We had all these different things uh, financially. And just things kept happening to us um, that were difficult and that was actually testing our faith. Um, but it was actually also developing us stronger. It was actually also uh, helping us sharpen our ability to be more obedient to the Holy Spirit, to God's Word, um, to grow even stronger in our faith. And uh, everything that He kept promising, um, you know, small promises, it just kept happening. And He had the big promise of saying, Hey man, you're going to plant a church. And that was something I was overwhelmed with, something I was like, I didn't want to even touch, uh, to be honest with you. But He kept bringing up, like, no, this is what you're going to do. And man... He, he don't lie, man. When he says it, it's going to happen because as soon as we said, okay, we're going to walk on that water that he's telling us to, all these different things kept lining up and they're still lining up to this day. And so I say all that to tell you and to pray that it would encourage you that when you're living in Jesus, you'll be able to have no give, um, no matter to your situation, no matter to your feelings, to all those different things. Um, you won't be compromised by them. You won't be having to yield to the influences or even be forced to yield um, by situations. But you'll be able to stand boldly proclaiming the gospel and living it out in your life. Um, because it's happening with us. Uh, not only uh, for the past year and a half, two years, but even currently still to this day. And it's probably going to happen for the rest of our lives. And this is going to be a verse that is going to be for us for the rest of our lives. And so my challenge for us not only this week, but just moving forward, is that we would always live in Jesus with no give. With no give, okay? There's no compromising. There's no lowering the standard. Um, that's saying, look, man, we know what we need. We know what to do. And we know what's to come, okay? 
So let's walk in that confidence moving forward in that. Amen. Let's continue to do God's will. Let's continue to be developed in these hard situations, in these hard seasons. Let's continue to proclaim uh, the promises that are going to be reigned over us at the end of all of this. All the victories that we're going to be able to experience uh, because God is faithful. Amen. God is faithful. And so I pray this would encourage you to, you know, whatever you're going through um, today, whatever you've been going through the past month, um, man, may this verse um, be a staple in your faith and one that um, builds it even stronger, um, that gives you fresh eyes, that re that makes the fire inside you even brighter, even more filled up, uh, and that it's contagious and spreads to other people that need it. Because this is trying times. And we as believers have the opportunity to spread the fire within us. So that way there'll be fires catching everywhere. Amen. People need it, man. Especially in the times that we live in. They need hope like never before. And we all know where our hope really lies. So let me just pray for us. Uh, that's all I got. Father, I just thank you for your word. Um, I thank you for this time. I, I thank you for our church, Lord. And just the family of people that you put in our path and around us. Um, you always give us what we need right when we need it, Lord. Uh, and you're never late with that, just like your word says. You, you come without delay. Even though in the moments leading up to it, we were like, man, where is God at? What's going on? You remain faithful and, and you do what you say. And so I just pray that today uh, we would all be encouraged, um, that we would continue to do your will, um, that we would continue to receive more of your patience and your endurance um, to endure all of these things and withstand them. And, uh, man, that we will continue to be thankful, proclaiming all the promises that are coming um, because your promises are realities that you speak into existence. And so we just thank you for that. Uh, we thank you for all the ways you're moving currently in our life and all that's to come and allowing us the opportunity to join you in it. We love you. We trust you and pray all this in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. All right, church, I love y'all. Um, pray y'all have a great day and uh, talk to you soon.